to finding calm in the chaos. I am Denise, and this is my podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of Finding Calm in the Chaos. I am Denise Sith, and today we're talking about um, eight small little things that you can do to change your family. Um, you know, I always talk about, you know, self-growth, self-development. In fact, I can honestly say that a lot of people have maybe over-talked and talk too much about self-development because, you know, we can read all the books that we want. You could attend all the seminars that you want. You could pay for all the coaches that you want. However, if you're not actually implementing those changes in your everyday life, um, keep you're going to keep reading books. You're going to keep reading them and reading them and reading them because nothing's going to happen, right? I can read a ton of books, but if you don't actually start implementing them, then nothing's going to get done. And so I have been implementing changes personally over the last two and a half years. And now I am incorporating new ways and little changes that I could make um, to as a parent, as a wife, right? So we like to include Peter in our family meetings and whatnot because uh, we number one, we want him to understand he has a voice and that he's part of the family. I mean, does that mean I'm going to give him access to our bank account? No, it's just not how it goes. But, um, you know, you can be successful and make lasting changes as a parent, right? Little, little tiny changes, right? Little tips, um, big results, okay? Um, because let's be honest, okay, so... <laughs> No mom is full of more false hope than when she puts up a new chore chart. Okay, right? You think you got it. They have all, you can get the green light ones. There's ones on your phone. You know, the green light ones are connected to money. That's what we're going to be using with Peter. Um, come his eighth birthday, we're going to implement that into his life. And that also teaches them, you know, financial responsibility as well, which I think needs to start happening earlier for kids. Kids need to understand how much stuff costs, and they don't, okay? And I didn't have pretty much any financial responsibility or talk given to me growing up, and I think it, it was detrimental to my, to my finances. And so, I mean, it took me literally four decades before I realized, holy crap balls, I suck at money. Um, and... It wasn't that I was bad with money. I was uneducated about money because you have to be very careful about how you talk to yourself with respects to money as well. You know, uh, we talked about that in an old, another, uh, some pad, past, blah, 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 some past podcasts. There you go. Past episodes. So much easier. Um, we love new beginnings as parents, right? We're going to redo everything, the hopeful moments. We're going to vow to be better. Our children are going to be more responsible and respectful. And as parents, we're going to be more present and patient. This year is going to be different, right? But change is difficult, okay? 
particularly change that lasts, right? Long-term change, right? Not just like, uh, this is what we're doing this year, okay? Because without steady, like, determination, okay, your changes are neglected after a while, okay? It's sort of like a resolution. You make a resolution, it lasts for maybe three months max, and then it's gone. You want these changes to be implemented, but also small changes that will make a long-term difference. So sometimes we strike goal on that. You make a change, right? You did an adjustments in your communication. That's me, right? Modification in your discipline strategy. Uh, I tried that as well. And they really start to work, sticking around for the long haul uh, and improving family life. Maybe, maybe not, right? So I'm going to share a few of these, um, I guess, tips, right? Family tips that we can start using on our kids. These are the ones that I'm implementing with Peter. Um, this is new to us as well, but I'm thinking, you know what? I see a lot of it online. So why doesn't, you know, everybody's out the social media, always posting about how our kids are driving us nuts, or we're always posting about how they're spectacular and winning at everything, which I'm going to be honest with you, that is wonderful, but it's bullshit. Your kids are not winning 24 seven. There's shit going on. Be realistic. We want our kids to be great, but in the real world, there are losses as well. And so we need to embrace that. And I am more concerned about just his respectfulness to me and his father, to other family members, to people. I also need him to know about stranger danger, but, or like I used to say, um, behavior. So we're not doing stranger danger anymore because usually the people who are dangerous are people who know you. Um, I know that sounds weird, but most groomers are people who are community driven, uh, or community, um, people who are well-known and established, uh, or in your family. And so we don't go with stranger danger anymore. We go with, um, bad behavior or bad actions. So this way he understands that that could happen to people close to you. We also have a rule in our house that there are no secrets, period. There are no secrets for mommy and daddy. There are never going to be consequences, but there will never be secrets. They're period. So the first rule that we do, and I'm always shocked. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm super shocked how many people don't do this. And that's have dinner as a family. It's a small change, okay? Because when our kids are young, right, we started to see that our that our captivity to activity was keeping us from eating meals together, right? We ate anywhere but together, often with like television blaring, right? But we decided, Mr. Sith and I, that we're having meals together as a family. And this is a change that we're we're gonna we're putting our foot down, right? There are no ifs, ands, or buts. We're gonna fight for this one. Okay. It it requires intentional planning, which means you have to have actual three meals a day. Now, for me, obviously, I have the first two meals with him except for on the weekends, because Mr. Sith is at work. Uh, we turn down activities that keep us away from uh, home at dinner time. Okay. 
So if we're doing something, it's going to be have to be rare and, and far and few between that we're going to do something around dinner time. And when I say dinner time, that means five to six o'clock. We don't eat past six in my house uh, or 630 at the latest, uh, just because it's simply just not healthy. It's a poor habit to get anybody into yourself, your children, anybody. I understand that some people struggle with that. But I'm telling you, kids who have trouble sleeping, kids who have too much hyperactivity, kids who are gaining weight, kids that are being like mouthy, um, all that stuff, the sleep schedules are important, okay? So um, crock pots, okay? Menu plan. Menu planning is essential. Crock pots, I'm telling you, all that stuff. Instapots, all, whatever you want to call it, whatever you got, I don't really care. They're 30-minute meals. You could buy a meal, bring it home, microwave it, throw it in the... I don't care. Whatever works for your family, okay? But there has to be an absolute rule with eating dinner as a family, and that is the TV's turned off before you sit down. And Mr. Sith and Peter have to be responsible for setting the table or putting the napkins out and the utensils and getting drinks and whatnot. Okay. Um, I will tell you that when that happens, okay, um, you're going to provide yourselves with, you're laying the pavement number one for an amazing habit for them to spend time with their families in the future, right? Or their significant others. And they will, the, what you can talk about, uh, stories, just ask them how their day was. Um, it helps them with table manners. Pete loves to eat, but I will tell you, he has the worst table manners because he wants to eat, so he'll use his hands. He really thinks that like utensils are a waste of time. I get that, right? He's seven. I get it. But I also get that, you know, we're going to be going out and you're going to have girlfriends and you're going to have friends. And you're going to eat by people's houses or you're going to eat dinner. We're going to be traveling. I would like for you to not eat like a caveman when we're in Venice, you know, stuff like that. So it, all of these things take place around the table. Digestion, it's healthier, right? You're going to sit at the table and you are literally going to see that you're going to have better uh, conversation you get to understand each other more. You'll find there's a longer-term respect for things. You get to laugh together more. You may cry together more. Um, it is a time for you to make your children understand that what they say matters and what happens in their life is important to you as well, not just what you do during the day or what daddy does at work or, or mommy does at work, you know, all of that. But it's super important, okay? It's the place where you can celebrate all of life's little accomplishments and include your children in on that and clean up after together, okay? Peter, um, we're really trying to drive this home. Sometimes he just gets up and I'm like, nope, not yet. We want him to excuse him, ask to be excused from the table before he washes up or just leaves to go do his things. Yeah, we struggle with that a little bit right now, but again, he's only seven, you know? And so I know he doesn't enjoy being at the table with us that long, but I also don't make him sit there while, you know, we're just chit-chatting and doing all that stuff. You know, when we're done eating, if I still have food on my plate, the, the rule of thumb is that 
he can't excuse himself from the table if myself or Mr. Sith still have food on our plates. When our plates are empty, absolutely, yes, you can excuse yourself from the table. In fact, when you excuse yourself, grab this plate and stick it in the dishwasher. There's that. Um, Tip number two, offering grace in frustrating moments, right? It's a small change, right? So um, I started, so the biggest change in my parenting started when I started hugging Pete when I wanted to yell at him. I'm telling you, this makes a difference. Um, So your kids are only small for a short time, guys. All right. And you might already know that, right? You might be at the age where your kids are already grown. But it has fully come to my awareness. And I recognize that I'm only going to have them as seven-year-old Pete until he turns eight. And I'm only going to have eight-year-old Pete until he turns nine. And I'm not going to ever get you know, little Pete back after that. So it is important for me to recognize that no matter what, when I feel like I'm going to get super mad, I started to hug him. Uh, you know what? I need, I need a hug. You need a hug. Let's hug it out. And then he'll usually say, can we do a start over? Yeah, we can definitely do a do over. And then we'll hug on that as well. Okay, when the incident fades a bit, then you could talk about how, what happened and what you can learn from it. Okay, but in the actual moment, just hug it out. You get mad, hug it out. Do it, do it. Even if it's like a younger kid and they've just put like a sack of flour all over the floor, I encourage you to sit on the floor with them and hug it out and laugh. Then clean it up preferably with them in a restricted area (laughs) and then then talk about it later if they're old enough right you know there's nothing you can do about that but the lasting difference is is that children need to learn from their mistakes okay and understand how to make better choices but if i'm just screaming every time they do something right how is that helping them at all and to become a better mom I need to recognize that that goal is much bigger than the moment at hand. And so in times of those frustra- of those frustration times, right? In times of frustration, um, it's how I treat and nurture his heart, right? And it could take a few minutes to clean up, you know, flour, oobleck, uh, uh, slime, <laughs> but it's much longer to mend a broken spirit, right? And I come from that uh, in my childhood, just not ever feeling like I'm being taken care of. I didn't always feel safe and provided for. I was provided for, but I just didn't always have that feeling. And that stemmed into, you know, me becoming an adult, having a lot of issues. So I want to make sure that I am not providing or causing those issues for Pete. Um, Tip number three, pray for your kids. Seriously, because you know what? I can't fix everything because I'm human, right? But you know who could handle all of your 
fears and your frustrations and uh, just give them all to God. I know nothing about raising protectors, promise keepers, and peacemakers, but I know how to pray. I want to raise a man who will respect women, who's going to love God, and I'm going to pray for that. And I'm going to cry out to God on their behalf that I need help making sure I'm raising this and that hopefully I'm raising a boy who understands that God is there for them. And um, it, it's important that that happens. You know, long distance, right? Like a lot of parents, I'm overwhelmed, exhausted. You know, many times I'm literally defeated or pretty damn close to it. And prayer is the missing piece of the puzzle. We've talked about this in many podcasts, okay? Prayer is the missing piece of the puzzle of today. That stress and anxiety are so just overruling the entire composition of people's lives in today's world. And it's because we've lost a main component, and that's God giving it to a higher power or whoever that God is for you. As long as that God will accept all of your, my God accepts all of my anxiety and stress and pain and fear and sins and everything. If it's too much to carry, I didn't never had to carry it to begin with. That's just human nature. But being able to just give it to God will do everything. So I've learned that parents who pray for their children recognize their own inability to change their children's hearts, right? Putting their faith and hope in a God who can. That's what's important here. That is super important. Tip number four, let them own their behavior, okay? It is important that your kids take ownership of their own behavior, okay? And we have told Peter when he has had his moments, we ask him to think about the type of person that they want to be in the future. What type of father, what type of mother, sister, brother, or friend? I mean, obviously we don't do that with him. He doesn't have a sister or brother, but, um, but then we make sure that we're telling him now, if that's the kind of husband you want to be, and that's the kind of friend you want to be in conversation, right? He has a situation, he tips out a little bit on the behavior and he can be like, Hey, you know, you said you wanted to be this kind of friend to people, but you know, really just like not keeping your hands off of, you know, your friend over there really isn't being the kind of friend you said you wanted to be. Do you want them to put their hands all over you? My kid has a touching problem. He touches and then, geez, like even after like all this like COVID stuff, he still touches everything. Oh God, he touches everything. Um, but he does get a little too handsy with people. And a lot of people don't like that. He's like Mr. Hug and squeeze and, you know, squeezing people's faces. Don't touch my friend over it. I'm like, don't touch people's faces. Like, just stop touching people. But I, this is how I've let him understand that that needs to stop, right? That he has to own his own behavior. And that's how it is. So um, we're going to go on do the next four. I think I have four more. And um, until then, we're going to take a little break from our sponsor, Reclaimed. Be right back.
Today's episode of Finding Calm in the Chaos is sponsored by Reclaimed. Reclaimed is a one-man brand from Chicago, Illinois, specializing in handmade commercial and residential furniture and fixtures. The man behind the brand is Brian McQuaid, and the soul of his business is anchored in his handmade wood art pieces. Don't think that these pieces are just ordinary furniture and fixtures. These pieces were founded under the notion that art should be affordable to everyone. Each piece is custom designed and crafted with everything he's got, which means you're not getting a plain big box item made in mass, but a personalized, meaningful work of art that will bring compliments from whoever sees your reclaimed piece and joy with you seeing and using your piece daily. Not a single person, I will tell you, walks into my office without asking me about my reclaimed desk and end table. And they can't hang their coats without asking me where I got the cool railroad spike wall coat rack either. Brian's talents go far beyond dust tables and coat racks. Personalized hearts, jewelry boxes, flags, special occasions. It's art, folks. So the possibilities are pretty much endless. You don't have to take my word for it. You can check out the beautiful art of Reclaimed at www.reclaimedchicago.etsy.com. Again, that's www.reclaimedchicago.etsy.com. Or check out and follow them on Instagram at Breclaimed, B-R-E-C-L-A-I-M-E-D. Hey, 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 we are back from the break. Um, If you guys have not checked out the stuff from Brian McQuaid at Reclaimed, I urge you to go over to his Instagram. Uh, You know, handcrafted wood. um, He can pretty much make whatever you need. Um, I love it. And I have pieces that I love from him. And I'm I'm sitting on one of his pieces now. Um, But okay, so we're talking about tips that you can use in your family with your children to over time, just build a better bond with your children and basically make them more responsible people and better people in the future and build a stronger relationship between you as a parent uh, to build that bond. And so tip number five is build on the good. Okay. Small change, small change. Okay. You need to find out what you what your kids do that is super awesome and or what you do that is super awesome and get away from the bad things that you do we all do bad things or have bad habits okay i'm the screaming mom okay i'm the screaming mom after all the wasted effort of telling myself to control my yelling i recognized okay people that i needed a strategy that circumvented my weakness okay and So I have to let Peter know that when he acts the way he does, it's ineffective to me. And so, you know, I'm not going to do that if you're going to be screaming, right? You do know that if you are not doing your homework, you do understand that you can't expect to watch YouTube later, right? You have to earn that time. And so sometimes, uh, mommy needs help with that rule too. Okay. Okay. From now on, listen to mommy, 
when she uses the calm voice. But if mommy screams, say, excuse me, right? And walk away. And so he will tell me sometimes when I'm getting angry, Peter will say, mommy, I think you're going to (laughs) trigger. He's right. He knows when it's going to happen. And what's the difference long term? Let me tell you, there's a huge difference, right? It is huge. And your kids are going to appreciate that. And Peter will tell me, you know what? I'm sorry, mommy. Um, My behavior, um, I can't help myself right now. I'm very upset. And he'll just, I need to walk away. Walk away. And then, you know, I might be like, well, here goes more time we're wasting while he's walking away. But that's because I'm not honoring his tap out. And so he'll come back. And I'll and he'll say, you know what, mommy, I did that because I didn't want to get real mad and make you mad and cause you to trigger and yell. Oh, well, I appreciate that. He saw what could happen with he knew where his behavior, what it was leading up to. And he tapped out of it. And because I respected it, he came back and told me why he tapped out of it. And it was even more than what I could have expected. I'm like, wow, so not only were you helping, was he helping himself from having a freak out, but he tapped out to save me from having a freak out as well. Why? Because this apple doesn't fall too far from my tree, just letting you guys know. But isn't that awesome? You don't ever think that your kids don't understand what's going on. I'm not telling you to go into details about everything, but if you respect them as the little people that they are, okay, and keep their world safe, keep their world, you know, keep their childhood. You're going to get so much out of being a parent. I'm telling you, once I've put all this stuff to the side and tried to implement it, and it's everyday work, I'm not just saying like our house is rosy right now because we do this stuff. I'm saying that I'm working on this every day. Sometimes it's working great. Sometimes it's not working so good at all. But then you do a restart, right? That's a redo day. That's a redo. Redo tomorrow. Redo tomorrow. We get it. Tip number six, set physical boundaries. Okay. So a few years, um, I would say ago, I decided that I needed to start establishing clear boundaries. Okay. And I'm not talking about like consequences for their behavior. um, Because those are good and necessary too. But... What I really needed were like physical boundaries, okay? Meaning my kid goes pretty much everywhere I go, okay? In the house even. Their their toys are everywhere. They're everywhere. Let me say that again. They're everywhere, okay? So I started, and I'm really reinforcing these, okay? Creating rules for places that were simply off limits to my kids. No exceptions, because I need barriers, man. Moms need barriers, okay? I need drawers and cabinets and a bedroom door that kids cannot open without permission. Now, I don't do the bedroom door yet, but we're working on the bathroom door, okay? I need to have games and puzzles or my stuff for me. Not everything I have is yours. And moms, this includes my candy. Okay, if I'm going to go out and buy a swanky $7 vegan bar of chocolate, 
that nobody wants until I have it, and then everybody loves vegan chocolate. I don't necessarily eat vegan chocolate. I like chocolate chocolate. But the place near my house makes excellent vegan chocolate, so sometimes I'll go in there and grab one because it's yummy. But if you eat it and you want to eat it by yourself, you are not entitled to have to give a piece away to every child, husband in your house. Okay? That is your chocolate bar. Period. Your drink is your drink. Not backwashed in by every child in your house or even one if you have one kid. What's with kids and backwash? Blech. I can't stand it. What is this going to do for you in the long run? Okay? It's going to improve your job as a parent because you are separating yourself of motherhood. Your motherhood, right, is more sane and enjoyable when you get space to yourself as a person. Because here's the thing with women, okay? With men, they find out somebody's having a baby, their wife, their significant other, whoever, okay? Your life ain't changing, dude, okay? Your body doesn't change. Your hormones don't change. You, you, you get to sleep still. You, you know what I'm saying? Like for men, it doesn't change. For women, everything changes. The moment you find out you're having a baby, you effectively from that instant are no longer the woman you were before. Period. You're never alone again. You're, you're a mom. You're, um, you, when you become a mom, your life, it's almost like you retire your single or your, your non-mom self. But she still exists and she deserves to have her own space. She deserves to have her own food. She does. And when, when I have moms who will have, I won't even talk about other moms. I'm going to talk about me. That's how much I'm passionate about this subject. If I make myself dinner and I like it my way and I ask Pete, oh, do you want yours all cut up? Yeah, I want it cut up, mom. So then I cut up the exact same thing on his plate and he doesn't want to eat it because he wants to eat mine because it's whole. You're not eating that night. You're not eating that night if you don't eat that in my house. Because I already asked and you said you wanted it cut. But no, you're not eating my food. It's the exact same thing. I've seen moms literally give up stuff on their plate after their kids have played and made like molds and statues and creations with the food on their plate. And then they're eating their food. Oh, hell, it, it, mom, moms will eat leftovers. You know it's true, moms. You'll eat leftover scraps that you're cleaning up. You grab the extra piece of broccoli laying there. They ate everything, but like, you know, now it's a cold Brussels sprout. And you're just like, because you didn't eat anything. You've just been running around like a fool. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. Because what's on your plate is yours. And what's on their plate is theirs. Please establish and make, you, make sure you understand. It's, motherhood is going to be far more enjoyable experience when you get your own space and your own stuff. It's okay to have that. You deserve it. You've earned it. If there's anything you get from this, understand you earned that.
Tip number seven, find someone to keep you accountable. Well, I'm always here, so you can send me a message, but I will tell you, I have some people that keep me accountable, including my therapist, okay? But find a friend, okay? Because they, most likely a mom friend, is gonna have the same constant battle, okay? Whether it be one over clutter in your house, too many Legos on the floor. For me, I reclaimed my uh, family room. I'm like, no, dude, you gotta take all that stuff and put it in the extra bedroom. I don't wanna see it. I just don't wanna see it. This is the only room in my house that's like a big big girl room besides my office. And now I got homeschool stuff in it. It's like not even mine anymore. It will be mine though, because we're totally cleaning everything out this summer. Like this year, I'm cleaning this whole house up. But you know what I'm saying? Like you have to have your own room. So find someone to hold you accountable. Hold each each other accountable, right? Whenever you make a new step in your journey, forward or back, discuss it with that person. Dissect it. Determine how to not let the poor decision happen again. Or at least not as often, right? We got to be realistic. And what's the lasting difference with this? The impression is, is that your hard work, right? And your accountability has brought a lasting change, right? You're sticking with it. You're not letting them run you over. You know, if you got more than two kids, bless your heart. But I have friends with four, five, six children. And they are running you ragged mentally. Girl, take control. Okay? Take control. Get your shit back. (laughs) But here's the thing. I have never made as much progress than when I have a friend to back me up and inspire me. I'm telling you right now, it, it makes all the difference. Sometimes you just need someone to give you a vision for what your life can be, okay? It doesn't matter if she it's a phone friend, an internet buddy, face-to-face, coffee date. You know, real change comes when you have someone to keep you accountable. That is just a fact. And then the last tip today is creating healthy surroundings. Because environment is more important than willpower. I'm going to say that louder for the people in the back. Environment is more important than willpower. Okay? I recognized how true that idea was years ago when I was flipping over to healthier lifestyle. Okay? I can promise myself that I'm going to eat good like all day and then the doorbell receive you know, rings and like, uh, you know, they just delivered the scout popcorn and it's filled with like that caramel chocolate stuff. And then I'm like, okay, fine, fine, fine. I'm, the next day, I'm not going to eat any sweets. Attempting environment can drain your self-control. Okay. So just make sure that you're doing that. Right. Because this principle will, in, that will impact, it, it's going to, do an impact for not just you, not just your kids, but your husband, your spouse, right? And then you're training your children to have a healthy relationship with media, technology, themselves, food, everything. If we tell our kids to limit screen time to an hour a day, but then put a television in our bedroom, and a tablet loaded with all their games, that's going to be a problem. Do you see where kids struggle? 
I don't understand. I had somebody, uh, Peter, I forget who it was completely. Um, I think he, he's somebody, he's told me somebody's got a TV in their room. I want a TV in my bedroom. You're not getting a TV in your bedroom. We watch TV in the family room. That's the only place you need to watch TV. Why would you need a TV in your bedroom? Your bedroom is for sleeping or reading or playing if you want. But it's certainly not for watching TV. And he was like, oh, we don't allow TVs or digital devices in the in our kids' bedrooms, period. No. And when I say kids, I mean like there's not any in the, we have a guest room too. And when my nieces are here, they know, even the teens, that their phones do not go upstairs with them. Sorry, not sorry. Because if not, they'll be on them all night. They'll be on them all night. But we always, we have access to board games. We can color. We can read. We can do stuff together. No. Meal time, no screen time. Period. And if you do not do... For us, it's homeschool, could be how they behave at school. Um, they don't do their chores. They got their errands done. All of those things constitute whether or not he can have YouTube time or screen time, period. Okay? And there's a lasting difference with this, and this is huge. Okay? It will boost your kid's ability to make healthy choices because they're going to focus on the environment that they're raising them in. Okay? If you are telling, you need to walk the talk, okay? Walk the walk. Walk the talk and the walk of everything. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about now, but I forget what it's called. Lime's moment. Anyway, make sure that you're putting your money where your mouth is, okay? You can't expect your kid to eat all their food, but you're not eating vegetables. If you don't expect your kid to, you know to do things if you're doing just the opposite. These healthy changes come and these rules across the board, okay? You respect them, they respect you. But understand, they need to know that by respecting you and your choices and rules, they in turn can be heard and respected and it becomes a partnership as a family. And that's what's in right. Family life has potential like for so many opportunities to connect with our children. And you don't want a world of digital distractions to rob your family of those powerful moments that are important in memories. We sit around the table sometimes and we'll talk, Pete will talk about the craziest stuff sometimes. And it's important. Or when we're driving and he'll talk about something and the stories he tells are just hilarious to get his his ideas on stuff and uh, the other day he said he, he, we were talking about, uh, his, he was, you know, he has this YouTube channel. He's, we're starting a YouTube channel for him. He wants one. And if he's going to do it, I will be more than happy to foster that idea for him. And so we, he was going on and on and then suddenly decided he, he, he I got to have merch. Am I going to have an intro? I need a logo. This is what I want my logo to be. And he tells me, I want my logo to be a P with a headset across with the microphone on it. And here's me. Wow. Because Peter Productions, that's the name of his channel. And so I thought, that's amazing. Can you draw it for me? I'm like, oh, wait, does it look like this? Because I want to remind myself because I'm going to try to make it on Canva for him. So I write a P and I do the headset and I put a little, you know, basically it was a podcast microphone underneath it. 
And he goes, yeah, no. And puts a big X on it because <laughs> that's how Pete is. And he goes, no, I want to pee with a headset with the microphone attached to it coming in. Okay. So, of course, that night I worked on what he wanted and I showed him the next morning and he was like, that's exactly what I wanted. Thanks, mommy. So now he has his logo as well. So now we're working on doing his intro video. But little things like that. I love that I get to have this time with him, being like in this creative zone with him. But at the same time, it's also teaching him that this could be a business for him. Uh, what kind of value is he going to present to his audience? Who does he expect his audience to be? And so all of these things, it doesn't have to be YouTube, guys. It's just what Pete's interested in. But find out what your kids' interests are. What do they want to do? Do they want to have a lemonade stand? Do we, um, my friend in uh, Colorado, her kids, which are like my my nieces to me and my nephew, they, um, they the girls started a uh, scrub, like a bath scrub business. So they do these holistic, all natural, organic body scrubs and lip scrubs. They're amazing. I freaking love, they, oh my, of course, you know, I went in like Auntie Denise. I'm in there buying like $40, $50 worth of scrubs because I'm going to gift them, you know. But I, oh my gosh, I just love them. I, my skin feels so good after I use them. I'm like, now how about this? Support those little things when you see kids do that. Support your kids' ideas. Ask them what they are because that fosters so much more in the future for them when they're adults. So we're going to leave it at that today. I hope you guys got some value out of this. I appreciate you. Again, make sure you're over at the YouTube channel, pressing subscribe, the bell, ring the bell, press the little like. I don't know what it is. Just go over to YouTube and subscribe and I'll let you know when Pete Productions goes live. But until then... I appreciate you all. Make sure you share this podcast if you know a mom or a dad who may be needing this advice. And go out, seize the day, and lead with kindness. Thank you, friends, for spending this time with me today. If you found some calm listening in, please take a moment to subscribe to Finding Calm in the Chaos. And just so you don't miss out on future episodes, make sure you're receiving notifications. Thanks again. Until next time, lead with kindness.